1: you are listening to a cool truth podcast
2: production well i'm afraid i've got some bad news mama i got bad news bad news i've been running with some bad news bad news
3: the only thing they really define is that cody's a mid Carter. <laughs> tony
2: khan doubling down on his boy orange Cast.
4: she comes in and she might as well be a broomstick to me because she has no character.
2: This is not benefiting Lance Archer in
3: any way at
2: all. Is he on the show? Is it better being on the show or left off?
3: No, you I know what? And honestly, this is right there. I probably better with the th- Mama, I got... All them- right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey,
2: this is King Firehawk, the greatest podcaster to ever live.
0: Ruler of the Earth, the Moon, the Mars, and the Stars Above. Telling you it's time for the cool truth wrestling news with my boys,
3: Mr. Whitehouse, my main man, and my two prodigal sons, my greatest proteges ever, Daddy Cool AC, and my boy Hollywood Edwards.
4: Brothers and sisters, welcome. To Cool Truth Wrestling News, I am Hollywood Edwards, and I am not alone. With me, as always, Mister Whitehouse. What's up?
2: What is up? How's it going? Uh, It's
4: going. Saturday night. Gonna talk some news with you and, last but not least, the captain of swag, Daddy Cool AC.
3: What's up, brother? Bring it back. The old school nicknames. What's up? What's up?
4: <laughs> What's on, up? Going a little I'm, old. I'm school.
3: along for the. I'm along for the ride tonight, baby. I got some energy going. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna piss off White House and we're gonna, gonna get the news to you.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> All is right with the world. All is right with the world. That's right.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. So today, I mean, there's a lot to get to. I think you know. Yeah, there's I think we have. We do have a
4: good bit. We do have a good bit. Um. We are going to get into WWE, some Impact, some ROH, and of course some AEW tonight.
2: Wow, that's a smorgasbord right there. I
4: know. Where else would you need to go to listen to a podcast at this point? I
2: mean, (laughs) really. That's it.
4: I mean, this is a one-stop shop.
2: Hey, you know, that works.
3: Cool truth. we'll, we'll We'll hit all the demos, so, you know. That's the, you know, 18 to 34, the 18 to 49, the uh, 12 to 34, maybe not 12. 12. Mix yeah. uh... that. <laughs> but, well, I don't know, maybe the plus 50. We could, we could probably, you guys like to talk like old school shit, so we could probably hit the plus 50. You know, I'll be yeah. on the Only well, yeah, demo yeah. that WWE wins anymore. <laughs> well,
4: on that note, let's get into the news. Great segue. Look, this is the beauty of you, AC, you you segue. You don't even know you're doing it. Let's I get into some news.
5: <laughs> I felt that
4: I felt that we need, needed to start here, and I know you guys know this because we discussed it. But I'm gonna throw a little caveat on this. <laughs> uh, so this week, from the desk of Brian Alvarez Twitter account, he posts ratings every week, and uh, of course the AEW, the big news. This week, 18 to 34 demo, 0.29 for AEW. Monday Night Raw, 0.23, 0.23, 0.19 for the three hours of Monday Night Raw. But here's the caveat. Smackdown last night, the overnights, they did a total of 1.9 and 2 million viewers for their hours. And their 18 to 34 is a 0.30. So they are barely even beating AEW in that target demo, even though they're pulling in two million viewers.
3: Well, and they're on a bigger station.
4: They are, however, I'm pretty sure TNT can get two million if they wanted it. Can you guys make heads or tails out of what's going on here?
3: I, I think I don't think it's out of the realm that TNT could do it. That two million would be a huge number for that station, um, other than NBA or. That's probably the only thing they get that's in that 2 million viewer realm. But um, 2 million but viewers college, on
2: Fox. College basketball, they probably get that um, when they do the yeah, but that, tournament. Yeah, but not Right. A couple sporting
3: events and then right. the NBA. But that's about it's it. Like that's about your regular it. regular program, and they're not getting there. The difference right. with Fox, though, is a 2 million, you know, a 2 on Fox is terrible.
4: That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's,
3: that's a bad rating for. Right. nationally a national you know a national station like that you know uh fox i i mean i i don't remember the number off my head but they're in as many homes as anybody uh yeah you know, and then like cable was a cbs cable. yeah they're, it's, it's yeah just, you know. it's cbs cbs nbc fox the yeah they're gonna they're you know they're all gonna be in that big and have that they have a little bit of a different kind of market yeah. um and you're going to be judged a little bit differently there too. And I'm sure the advertising is probably um, a tad bit more expensive. You know, it's probably more. It's probably a lot. Actually, it's probably a lot more expensive to advertise on Fox for, um, you know, no Friday doubt. night SmackDown than it is for AEW on TNT Wednesday night.
2: Yeah, no doubt. No, I would have to agree with that. Um, we talked about this on uh, on our Wednesday night show. And my sentiment is uh, when they're going to move to Friday Night, man, and go head to head. I mean, that's kind of what I'm, you know, obviously it would have to be the fall, whatever, but I would like to see that be their next move with AEW. I mean, they know they want to add a show or whatever they want to do. Cody's already brought that up. But what if down the road it's let's compete against Friday Night SmackDown? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised I, I by that.
3: I, I think that'd be a crazy move for them to do right now. No, uh, they're not. They're not there yet. They're just. They're not there yet. I'm, I the mean, numbers they're, will they're tell just, you they
2: are. I mean, the numbers. They, the, the, are they? Again, we can make numbers into anything we want them to be. Numbers can lie. Numbers, of whatever cliche you want to use, but when you look at the numbers, they're pretty close. I mean, they're just a they're tick. They're overall. Maybe just a tick off, but. They're, an overall viewership. It's not even close. Well, it's they're not, not looking, but they're not looking at the 000. but they're not looking at the overall viewership. Khan's already said he doesn't look at that. Oh, that. Yeah, number.
3: because it's very, it's very convenient for them to go demo. <laughs> mm. no, <laughs> that's
5: a good but, I mean,
2: point. I'm just I, but I'm just going by what he's saying.
3: You know. Yeah. Maybe, well, he, they know, all... They also said that they weren't competing against anybody and that they were just going to do their thing. And every week, all we hear about is demo ratings, demos this, demos that. So they obviously, I mean, I I could listen to what he says all he wants. I'm going by actions. And I I think that's a crazy move for them. They're not there yet. They're not even close. They just stick with what you're doing. There's a lot of people watching wrestling on Wednesday night right now. There's as many people watching wrestling on Wednesday night than Monday and Friday. But yep. it's just split between two shows. Yep. Two shows they might yep. not they might not get the same audience. And and here's the other thing. Friday night is not is not an easy TV night either. Especially in that in that demo, because a lot of people that age go out on Friday night.
4: It's a good point. I'm just confused as to how the SmackDown rating, the viewership, could be double of AEW. But the demo, the eighteen to thirty four demo, is slightly beating AEW. So is the AEW? What the the parents of the AEW crew watching SmackDown? Like what? Well, it doesn't make I sense.
3: Mean, well, that see that's that's the thing that I think is confusing about this, and we probably have to talk to someone that knows more about TV ratings than than
1: us. Probably. Yeah.
3: Um, but my my question would be: Is are people that are over the age of fifty really watching? Uh, WWE at that rate or is it that it's younger children mm. and they're, they're being confused by that because mm. they're, you know what I mean I don't I mean I don't even know how you track 12 to 34 I I, I wouldn't even know how they figure that out uh, I, you know we can only we can only read the numbers I'm not sure how they're totally like you know broken down but again we're also comparing you know, national TV to cable TV, which is a little bit different. They usually don't uh, put them up against each other. Because if you even look like Monday night, the rock has his Titan games or whatever. I've never watched it, but apparently it does phenomenal ratings. Is, is he hurting WWE by running up against them? Even though the the ratings broke out differently because WWE is on cable and Titan games is not, but could his, could the rock be stealing some of their audience?
2: I don't know but we don't really know that by well, looking obviously at people. it. Obviously, it's definitely probably their old school audience, but not nothing. But I know, mean it's much. not a wrestling, you
3: know, he's he's the host, but it's not a wrestling show. Right. I mean, people maybe people I mean, I haven't watched it. It gave it gives the commercial gave me like an American gladiators feel. Which is like. Yeah, that's what I know. got
2: from it too. Yeah.
3: There's probably, you know, we're probably, by doing an AEW shows, we're probably dating ourselves by bringing up American <laughs> Gladiators. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, uh, it was a thing. Just look it up. It was a thing. Um, I'm just. I'm, I'm Wasn't too shabby. Tea.
4: White House, you don't think people are tuning in to watch Retribution on Friday night, do you? It's not that easy, is it?
2: <laughs> no, I know. I. I don't think it's that easy. I, I don't know. Um, I'll be shocked. I mean, I'm shocked if Raw did beat Monday's Raw beat Wednesday's, even though that Jericho piece of crap Cassidy was in the main event. <laughs> you know, Outside of that, I mean, I don't see how Raw you, That Raw wasn't that very good. Yeah, there was a couple... they, get, they, get, they get more
3: viewers, though. That's, <laughs> whether it's good or not, I mean, they just do. I'll give you – all right, so I'll give it to you real quick. Last week, all right, mm-hmm. this is – the 3 hours so AEW's 18 to 34 p the the one they were going crazy about winning you know based on two different weeks if if you judge it on the same week they beat them in hour 1 cuz WWE was .25 they tied in hour 2 .29 and then um, raw was .31 in the last hour, which was higher than AEW. So pretty close last week, but it was the, the biggest hour for Raw was still bigger. And the overall number is still a lot more. I mean, it's a lot. It's double. They have double That's the audience. That's not even close, yeah. Yeah, right. it's double the audience that AEW does. So, I mean, it's it was an—I found Alvarez bringing that up because I, I think it was interesting to see that. But when you—I mean, when you really look at it head-to-head, it's— it's you can't you can't take Dynamite versus Raw and SmackDown. They're just they're not there yet. I, I you, putting it up against NXT makes sense. They they're up they're up against each other hour for hour at the same exact time. They're on the same exact night. They're stylistically more similar shows anyway, even though I would I would I would argue that AEW's production's bigger than NXT's production. Um you know, eight cuz it's their number one show, you know, they got the Pyros and everything, they, they make it a big deal. Uh, and a lot of people are watching wrestling on Wednesdays. We get that. But they're they're in no position to go up against a- WWE at this point. I think that would be an insane, stupid move. Um, and they, they have a lot to f- – we've talked about it week after week. They have so much to fix in their own house. Um, I, they've all kind of jumped on board on this demo thing, and they like to bring it up. Um, okay. Cool. I mean, I know the young bucks are having fun with it—the over fifty thing mm-hmm. on being the elite—and yeah. Jer- Jericho brings it up, and Khan brings it up, and we, you know, we've heard, you know, Jericho's bringing up this week about him going head to head with some Keith Lee segment. I don't even know what it was all about, and that he won it with the Orange Cassidy thing. And I would just argue that, well, really, all you really did was hold your audience, and NXT held their audience because you you had you had a, a a better audience this week anyway. It's not like people turned NXT off to watch Jericho at the end of the show. The AEW audience just kept the show on. I mean, I I don't know that that's that big a win for him.
4: They are, overall. I mean, you can't even compare the two, but I don't know. I think White House brings up an interesting point, and I kind of brought this up Wednesday night, like, you know, the fact that if they they would move head-to-head eventually, what would the result be? But that... That Target demo, if they did .3 on a last night's SmackDown, AEW's pulling in .29, what would that crowd do? I mean, it, it, assuming it's the same crowd of 18 to 34s, just watching wrestling, period. I mean, yeah. what would they do if they had to choose between one or the other?
3: I, I mean, I think that both shows would probably still get a similar audience. The only, the only reason why I say that is I don't, I think there's a I think there's a clear distinction between a lot of people watching AEW and watching WWE at this point. I I, right. I really do. I you know, I you know, you'd wonder if one of the smaller companies decided to try to go head to head with AEW in some fashion how they would fare. Now they're not going to do it now with NXT on, I get it, and they don't really have the the platform to do it. Right. But you know, I my you know the ROH fan, Impact fan, and, and New Japan fan. Uh, that seems to be more of AEW's wheelhouse, which is somewhat NXT's wheelhouse too. Which is kind of a good a good battle. I, I just think the audiences are probably pretty different. And on the Monday, I, I, of course, there's crossover, but I, I think the
2: audiences are different. The one thing though that's for certain in all this is. Fox cannot be happy at all mm. with what oh, they're well, yeah, I wouldn't think so. For the amount of money they gave, they spent to to, to get this contract, and the expectations that they have, that WWE is under underperforming. I believe what I read was the expectation was a three, and better or better. Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah. That, I remember that them was,
3: saying
4: that when they first that, signed the deal. That,
3: yeah, that was that was widely reported. Mm-hmm. I mean. It was reported everywhere. I, I mean, everywhere. I I mean, is it crazy? I don't. I don't think it's crazy. No. I mean, no, they might have been crazy Fox. to think they might have been crazy to think that WWE and and this in, in their state now was going to pull that rating. But you know, Woo. I mean, they they you know their their initial Friday night SmackDown. You know, they pulled out all the stops to make sure they hit a you know, a bigger rating, and it's been... They haven't even sniffed that rating since then. Not even close. They haven't even been within 500,000 of it. it, Maybe even a million of it. You know, even when fans come back, they have a lot of work to do to build those audiences. back up. Yeah. Oh, they all do. Absolutely. You know, people aren't going to just say, oh, fans are back. I'm watching wrestling again. You know, you put it on, and it still
2: sucks with fans. It still sucks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... But well, I'll tell you who's in a good good situation of all, all the companies. I think it's TNA, the excitement that they're bringing back to their brand. I mean, they may not hit the AW, AEW's numbers. I'm just talking, just looking at their, where they, are, um, where they are before COVID and where they are now. If you look at any of the companies, I mean, there's a little, they got a little bit of momentum thing going behind them. So, you know. Which is encouraging for 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 another company to have that, but I think uh, if you look at the momentum-wise, I, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm saying this given how much I've shit on TNA in the past, but whatever they've done since Sam from Slamiversary on seems to be working. Social media-wise, it, you're seeing a little bit of a tick. So you know, so it's 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 pretty cool, man. It it, it it's it's. I mean, I like seeing it. I like the competition. I like when everybody is on their A game, you know, because what happens is us wrestling fans win. You know, there's options. There's other options. There's, you know, there's good wrestling going on. So ultimately, the wrestling fan wins. I, I think, think that's I a think really good you're... point.
4: I think, I think it's, uh, you know, just from momentum-based, maybe you could say AEW is, you know, holding steady.
2: Hold it steady. I would,
4: I would, yeah. would, yeah. WWE nose diving right now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And more people are talking about impact right now than they were. In the
2: positive. The yes. Negative yes. Crap. They were getting spewed at or just the, the wisecracks. You know, I just see more positivity lately from them. And it's, and it's nice to see that, you know, there's another, there's another outlet out there. Yeah. If you, if you're a wrestling fan and you, you, You think WWE's the shits? Well, guess what? There's something out. There's other things out there,
3: you know. You know, and I think that's a great thing. Edwards and I have podcasted for a long time. How many times have we talked about this? About if you don't like what WWE's doing, go find something else. And there are people that do it, but there's a large amount of people that just don't. Mm -hmm. And like I I, way back, remember the Shinsuke Nakamura? You did a whole show. If you want to watch Shinsuke Nakamura, why are you? Praying for him to come to WWE. Yeah. Go watch him where he's at. Yeah. What do you, why do you need him there for? Yeah. Go watch him where he yeah. is. I, I think there are fans that do it. I think there's a large amount of fans that don't, obviously. And you know, and in regards to impact, I think one of the good things that they're doing is they brought in guys that gave them a, that that gave them so momentum. They're using those guys to to continue that momentum. And yeah. you know what? That may be something that AEW wants to look at, where when you, you bring guys in and give them a little bit of momentum. And then just, you know, kind of throw it in the trash, uh, and which seems to just be a common theme with them. And it's I, I'm still sensing it. I'm sensing it all, all, all around with AEW. One of the things they do, bring in new guys. Everybody's super excited about it. You get a good couple of weeks, and then it's like, eh, meh, you know? Man, where are they? You, I, what do they do? I,
4: I got to stop you there because you are the king of Segway. It, it's just, I. I AC you are on tonight my man and you a don't even know mind it. you He's don't a even know it mind reader. before we get into some comings and goings possibilities <laughs> <laughs> let's take a trip down memory lane with this day in history on this day
2: This day, August 15th, 2004, Edwards, AC, what do you think happened on this day? And... It's very vague. Let's stick to what we've been talking about mostly WWE. This day, 2004, August 15th.
4: Mm, we're going back 16 years, AC. August. Is this a. No
3: Googling. Could this be a SmackDown ma- release? Really? I don't even have my photo, man. No
2: Google machines, please.
4: Is it the anniversary? No. No.
2: Okay. No. It was a SummerSlam, obviously, because we are in SummerSlam season. Yes, we are. Okay. Say
4: that three times fast.
2: Yeah, say that. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, 2004, August 15th, Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit, hmm. say that name, for the World Heavyweight title to become the youngest World Heavyweight. Heavyweight champion in WWE history. Good 16 one. years ago. Time flies, so. now, boys. Now that Man. you said
3: that, I can kind of picture the whole, the whole, the whole yeah, the evolution whole and yep, everything yep. Yes, else. Yeah. Evolution. So that
2: evolution. I, I, thought,
3: I thought we were going to get some big John Cena news. I'm disappointed.
2: Well, <laughs> no, no, no. It's funny because, hey, you know, it's funny you bring up that douche. <laughs> because if you if you go back and look at that SummerSlam, um that SummerSlam card, man, it wasn't bad. Even back in two thousand four. You had the Dudleys, they defeated uh all three of the Dudleys, Spike, Devon, and, and Bubba, defeated Paul London, Ray Mysterio Jr., and Billy Kidman. Kane defeated Matt Hardy. That was the weird that whole weird lead thing. I just didn't really get into that. But this however I did. Um John Cena defeated Booker T in the first match of the best of five series for the United States title. That was pretty good back then. When I saw that, that kind of clicked back. I remember that. That wasn't too shabby. That was, that was, that was, that was. If I had to go back to the John Cena days, that was probably the peak for me. Was back in back in that time period. Was it word life, Mister Thuganomics Cena? Yeah, I think that's who it was. It should what have it was. been, yeah. I would think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it had to, be, it had to. Be, yeah, 04, yeah. Because I think um, and, that was
3: the year that he, he came out uh, at the Garden in uh, New York there with the uh, the Knicks jersey on and cut the rap on Big Show, right? I'm pretty sure that
2: was the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And then uh you got Edge. Edge defeated uh, Jericho and Batista in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. Um, and then Kurt Angle defeated uh, the late, great Eddie Guerrero. Triple H defeated Eugene. Then we had that weird dream team of Christy Hemi, uh, Maria, uh, Michelle McCool, uh, Amy, all these divas against uh, Team Diva, Victoria, Stacy, Gail, ha- Molly Holly, in, in, in jazz. and Jazz.
3: It, it was like, like Jello, Ball, uh, Jello no,
2: Wrestling. Oh, Dodgeball. Dodgeball. I figured it was like oh, a okay. pillow fight or yeah, Jello yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling. Or... <laughs> <laughs> and then JBL defeated uh, The Undertaker by DQ to retain the WWE title. And then your main event was Chris Benoit. And he defeated, um, uh, he got defeated by, uh, Randy Orton. And, uh, it was fitting because our text message the other day, um, I forgot one of you two, I think it was UAC who said that Randy Orton's that, that, that wrestler, that when he's gone, he's going to be more appreciated for when he's gone than when he's here. Yeah. And uh, I think you're 100% spot on, man. I agree. And you look at his I career. Agree. I mean, God, 16 years ago, he's he, he won his first world title. And now, 16 years later, I have a feeling he's going to go over on uh, McAllister next, next Sunday. I mean, what a bookend career, man. I mean, that will yes. be his 14th, I want to say 14th championship. Yeah, because I think he's a 13-time champion right now. So in 16 years, 14 time champion. I mean, come on, man. He's got to be. He's on a short uh, list. He, he, he has just to like be WWE he's man. Like yeah.
3: Mister Reliable. He's, you know. I mean, I know earlier in his career issues, whatever. You want to call him Mister Reliable, but I think overall, looking at his career, like Mister Reliable, he's always there. Heel, baby face. Um, you know, and there's something if you if you go to enough uh, live shows, there's certain guys. Is stand out to be like next level and it it's I, I it's i think it's very it a lot more obvious now in today's wrestling than before where it, you could have like like you have an eight man ladder match and like there's two guys that you have like that you know got everybody performs but maybe you have that crazy high flyer like next level high flyer you're like oh holy shit ricochet would be a good example uh but then you just have like There's Randy Orton, and everything he does has a purpose.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: Like it's Mm -hmm. telling, it's doing something. It's, you know, uh, he, it's, you know what I mean. It's just, it's very hard to explain. You almost just have to see it and experience it. Like you can see it on TV too, but sometimes when you're like there, you just get. I don't know. I just get a better feel for guys like watching them live and how, like, the crowd interacts with them and I, last year at Money in the Bank I'm sitting there, my buddy Jim and we just like looked at each other and we're just like, dude, Orton is just still fucking great <laughs> <laughs> and it was there's nothing specific I could be like, he did this or he did that it was just you're just like I don't know, it's just different you know what I mean? Yeah,
4: yeah. he has kind of like an aura around him all the time and so even yeah. when he wasn't at his best he was still solid mm-hmm. you know what I mean? even back yeah. in the day. But now, yeah, he's going to be missed, man. I'm telling you, because I would kill to see more people try to emulate him instead of going the other way.
3: You think Hunter gets him in a, you know, general manager of a show type role or, you know, like when he, when he's done wrestling full time, you know, maybe he maybe he takes over as like the secondary guy and you know, has a, has a WrestleMania match here or there, but he's more of a business suit type of guy with Hunter. I well, mean, there's, there's probably possible. still things he could do and be very good at. Because he obviously could talk, too. So.
4: Yeah, well,
2: oh, yeah, his mic skills are so underrated. So underrated.
4: Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. But he we might were, be
2: better we, now than he were when he was younger, too. Right, right. Well, I think that definitely took work.
4: Today, in text messages, we were goofing on his uh, greatness on social media. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe a good spot for him would be a head trainer or something in NXT. I
3: wouldn't yeah, mind I'm, seeing that.
2: Uh, we'll mind seeing that. Whatever, whatever think he think is, whatever think- he is, whatever he'll do, he's gonna be good at it, man. Mm. You think he has the patience?
4: Oh, that's a good question. <laughs>
3: maybe not. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I'm just thinking <laughs> that that you know, um, I'm not so sure he's the you know the second coming of Dusty, who at, might have more patience for. The things going on i could see randy right. like not taking any shit or right you know not having it you know i'm not, I'm not this is the way it's done i could see him being more of a this is the way it's done not you know you're in his you know maybe bullshit indie way oh you know that just i'm just taking that by the way he reacts on social media i could be totally wrong he might think some of the stuff they do, do is great and maybe he does But well, i could just see him being a he might be tough on you. You know, right, I would right. think he would be tough on you. Right. Plus he's got, I, you know, I, I don't pretend to know Randy or it's finances, but well, I well mean, he's probably doing all right. You know what I mean? You know? So if he's doing that, it's for the love of it, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I, again, I don't know it's the guy's finances, but who knows if he needs the money or not. You know, I would, I would think he wouldn't.
4: Well, you bring up a good point. Like he might be more of a build the mock. And we know, you know, how his career ended with training. So, but I could see him not pushing guys with concussions and stuff like that. But I could well, see right. maybe some people complaining, "Randy's too hard on me," you know, that type of thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. like I don't know that he'd get a great in AEW locker room, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh,
5: exactly.
2: <I> hey, <laughs> to see that on TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the year. It's 2013. On this day, or it could have been this week, but on this this period we're in right now, this day, I believe it is this day. Everything I've tried to find, everything says that it is. On this day, TNA history: Hardcore Justice, Bully Ray defeats Chris Sabin to win the TNA World Heavyweight Title in its steel cage. Now, I had to bring this up because this was one of my favorite periods of TNA. Bully Ray having a title, having a run, and for a, a, a stretch carried that company on his back, man. And uh, yeah, man, it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was good going down memory lane with that one.
4: Is this the uh, was this the babyface one, or was he the ace's? The Aces and Eights was that Lethal Lockdown, right? Right. Okay. This had
3: yeah, this had to be pre Aces and
2: Eights, I would think. Okay. Um, Aces, this was um, Aces, Aces and Eights the, the the next the next impact after the Hardcore Justice, the main event Mafia, which I even forgot they put Rampage Jackson in there.
3: Oh,
4: Don't geez, even, yeah.
2: That. that was in third.
3: Wow, I can't believe it was that long ago. Yeah, no, right? After, yeah, man. And I feel. Defeated. I feel like that was like, like in fifteen or fourteen. Like, I, yeah, that's what threw me off. Yeah. And then so this. this. is post Brooke Hogan. Hogan. This is the post Brooke Hogan. This I believe Haley. was
2: post. Yeah. Wow.
4: That's crazy. Yeah, I'll crazy. tell you what. Even, even Saban, Saban had a good run as a. Yes. As the champ, there.
2: Now this was your this. Now th- I'm looking at this right. The opening match of Hardcore Justice 2013. Kazarian <laughs> defeated AJ Styles, Shawn a- uh, Austin Aries, and Jeff Hardy in oh a ladder god. match. Oh my god! God. You <laughs> <earned 20 points. laughs> now I wish Impact would bring this back because I actually liked. The Bound for Glory series,
5: mm-hmm.
2: and Kazarian earned twenty points for uh for winning that match, dude. I'm looking, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, my god, what the talent in that ring is ridiculous. And then and then there was another Bound for Glories match in that card. Uh, Bobby Roode defeated Mister Anderson, Samoa Joe, and Magnus in a tables match. Jeez. For, to earn 20 points as well. Dude, what a... Oh, they had some talent in TNA. Hell yeah. And that upper management just did dick with it.
4: You know, AC, you said it earlier about the Nakamura. I mean, if if people would just... Especially, specifically WWE fans. I never understood it. We've talked about it ad nauseum over the past five, six years of podcasting. I mm-hmm. mean... Those eight guys that he just named, and then Bully Ray and Saban on top of it, why can't people just look outside the WWE spectrum? I mean, if All people right, would have came wrong. over agree, to TNA, my God, we would, maybe there's not an AEW right now. You know what I
3: mean? Well, you know what? It, it, the, <sighs> the, thing, the thing is with that, too, at that time, TNA, it, it, impact wasn't hard to find. It was, on, was Spike it on
2: Spike TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was probably
3: absolutely. On Spike. It absolutely was on Spike TV at that time. They had a lot of big names, and and the thing was, is they weren't generating the revenue to keep those names. And I get, I get, I get what White House is saying with the upper management. Um, and let's face it, um, you a little egg on face for Hogan and <laughs> that whole deal. Oh,
2: Absolutely, you know, one hundred percent. You know, one hundred percent.
3: So you know, just throwing that out there, but they also i mean, to try they probably could have kept aces and eights together longer and made a longer run and actually given us the real payoff with with bully and a j and everything else. well, it was just seemed like every other week it was another man down, another man down, another yeah. man down that they just couldn't they didn't have they didn't have the finances to keep anybody and uh, I think it just was mismanaged in a lot. It it was not only mismanaged from you know the on air product, but it was clearly mismanaged financially um, behind the scenes too. Uh, obviously, they were trying to maybe pay more than they could afford, or they weren't doing the things they needed to do to bring in the revenue. Um, it, it's a little. I, I know social media was was big then, but it. it I mean, now. If they're if they're on Spike TV, which I know is Paramount now, but if they're doing that now and they have a a huge social media presence, they're they're they would be the clear number two uh, right now because even then, oh yeah, yeah, they were probably yeah. pulling in similar similar numbers to what AEW is pulling in now, or maybe more, you know, maybe closer to NXT. I'm not sure. You'd have to go back and look at it, but uh, you know, they were still, you know, I, I get they weren't at the time, WWE's doing fours on Monday. I get it. Right. Uh, but you know, they had enough talent and you know, enough ability there that if it just was managed properly across the board, were they, you know, could they have kept it at 1.5 million and you know, made a lot more money in revenue to try to keep some of these people. I, I, I mean, I would
2: think they could have. And here's your ladies match. Here's your ladies match. Triple threat, hardcore match. ODB defeated Mickey James and Gail Kim. Oh my, dude, dude, that's a serious match right there, <laughs> dude.
3: <laughs> that that was that's what we talk about. When we're talking about women's mm-hmm. wrestling.
4: Yep, exactly. and how
3: and how and how and how TNA never gets any credit for exactly. being actually they the women's revolution started there. I'm sorry, I don't give a what in, it, WWE tells you. In me.
2: her prime, in TNA, I will take that women's wrestler at that time period, over anybody they were putting out. Dude, she was so... Oh, my God. She she was way ahead of her time. Like, Gail Kim needs to be in her prime right now with with this whole women's revolution thing Hmm. because she was so fucking good back then. WWE couldn't appreciate her. TNA definitely did. I mean, they wanted to put them in their... Their Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but you know, dude. So th- that roster, man, it's just isn't she? Isn't she married to like Robert Irvine or something? Yeah. yes,
3: Robert yep. Irvine? Yeah. she's do, she's doing all right. Don't, oh
4: yeah, <laughs> true,
3: <laughs> true that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. No, but I no, but to, to your point. Um, well, I think she still works there. That actually, that's somebody that she could does. have gotten. You know, in in in, in the climate that WWE WWE is in now. You could see her being one of those top, yeah. you know, two or three or you know, whatever, you know, type type female wrestlers had. She she was a little bit ahead of the time where now they're starting to see. I mean, I don't know if they're seeing the big money. I would hope. I'd hope WWE's taking care of them, but you know, in, in that bigger range of you know where Sasha and Bailey and Charlotte and that that type of mm. area, she I think she'd be in that in that same
2: breath, Becky, whatever. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I believe so. TNA is missing that Gale Kim baby face. I'm, I'm sorry. AEW is missing that Gale Kim baby face. You know, that's that, that's that type of wrestler that, that women's division they could build around if they had it, you could tell they're looking for it. But she would be that piece that AEW would be jonesing over for right now. Star heels. <laughs> <laughs> so my last thing before we kick you to AC is uh, I, I stumbled across something and I wanted to I wanted to get you guys thoughts on this and I'll I'll go through it quickly. Uh, so WWE dot com put out their. Top ten. Not in the, they're not in this order, but just a top ten list of SummerSlam matches of all time. And you tell me, guys, what you think of it? Because I think it's missing one, hmm. and, and 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 this is my opinion. But for so we start off. God, and it's not number one. It's just listed this way. It's not in this order. Premised by saying this, AC, for you specifically. <laughs> so what order is it just we're starting off with 2016 John Cena versus AJ Styles I have no argument it's not number one but I have no argument being on the list we got Mr. Perfect Bret Hart uh, for the Intercontinental Championship in 91 we got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus Samoa Joe Fatal 4-Way for the Universal title 2017 don't know why that's on the list yeah come on I thought that was a shit show. The Rock, Triple H, ladder match, Intercontinental Title match, 1998. Yes, Edge, Christian, Hardy Boys, Dudley's, TLC, 2000. Yeah. Absolutely, that was the first of, of string that they've done. They went on to do the this one most definitely 2002. You had the unsanctioned street fight, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. No problem with that one. In um, most people's, and most people, not, not mine, but in most people, Bret Hart versus British Bulldog for the Inter- Intercontinental Championship in 92. Um, John Cena versus Daniel Bryan, 2013, for the WWE title. Mm. I don't remember much of that one because, I mean, it was John Cena and there's not much to remember. But um, <laughs> you got The Rock versus Brad, Brock Lesnar for the Undisputed Championship back in 2002. And my personal favorite SummerSlam match, um, this would be number one on my list, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage match for the WWE title back in 1994. So that's your 10. But I think it's missing one. And I don't know why they did it to this dude. They did him dirty. And ACs may not necessarily agree with this, but I think, Edwards, you would. AJ um I forgot the year it could have been tw- 2013 it's 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 in the teens CM Punk Jeff Hardy for the WWE title mm it's not on that damn list
4: and I, that's and the Cindy. I think that the previous week Punk came out dressed as Jeff Hardy is that the same
2: that is
4: okay because I think Hardy had to leave was there a stipulation there? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was a good one.
3: I got, I got one for you. I'll tell you I what I have. On
4: there. Go ahead, yes, go ahead. Sorry. Uh
3: 2014, Lesnar vs. Cena, the squash match. I'm, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a mm. Cena fan, but mm. that was that match what was. That? Awesome. Awesome. And it was. 61 Suquets that he took? Yeah. That that was shocking. Yeah. I I, I think that's that's one one. of the better SmackDown SmackDown, SummerSlam matches ever. Like, I literally was like in awe of that match.
4: You know what? You bring up a good point because the one that I thought as soon as White House started reading, uh, I know a lot of people are going to disagree, but I believe it was 88, and this sticks in my memory. Honky Tonk Man coming off a year and a half reign as Intercontinental oh, Championship.
2: Ultimate Warrior, Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah. 30 yeah. seconds. Yes.
4: Crowd going nuts. That was a
2: shock. Yeah, that was awesome. And yeah, a shock. That yep.
3: yeah, 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 that sometimes, sometimes that shock and all type matches, like get it, I, that mm-hmm. four way should not be in there. I agree. Uh, I agree. I don't remember Cena and Daniel Bryan being. Top ten. Level. It, no, me neither. Yeah, I don't,
2: match, but
3: I don't. Yeah, but don't, I don't. I would. I don't know that, that, that I'm putting. It, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I'm putting it there. It's almost like they just wanted to get Brian in there. Um Was that what? Wait, though. Was that? Was that the? um the, Was that the match that Orton cashed in on him? Didn't? Didn't it Triple H?
4: Oh, I, I know what you're thinking, but I don't know if that's the... When
3: was that? I don't even remember when that was. Actually, you know what? It might have been the prior
2: year. That might have been the prior year. When Orton Cash did, yeah.
4: I think it might be Ray... right.
2: Wait. <sighs> oh,
3: that, I can't, yeah. Yeah, because he, in, in 13... No, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember.
4: I, I mean, can't remember the... either. I know exactly For what you're uh... thinking, though.
3: Where's Retromania's own Diamond Dave rules the booth. When I need him. Oh,
4: if he was here, he would be. He'd be he firing dates.
3: Know. Yeah, he would know what time. He'd, he'd tell you the time, of the, time, time of the match. match. Yep. Oh yep. my <laughs> god! <exact finish. laughs> oh, Shout shit. out to Diamond Dave kicking out of two podcasts.
2: Retromania, <laughs> love you, brother. But yeah, that was WWE's top ten list. Seeing that <laughs> in It's is horrible. It's not, not horrible. horrible. It's not horrible, but it goes to show me that SummerSlam has good matches. good matches, man. I thought
3: they, I think they, you know, uh, up until a few years ago, uh, I know they act like SummerSlam's a big deal now, but I don't necessarily think that it comes off that way. Like it all, like it, I, I know it's one of the big four, blah blah blah. But uh, it does. I don't know. Like late, late, the last few years, I didn't. I don't even think I watched last year. The previous two years or whatever. I don't know. I just didn't really, I didn't really feel like it was that big a deal, even though they were doing it in Brooklyn and all that. Like I don't know I get it, whatever. Um, but back in the day, it was always like SummerSlam was like huge. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, was,
4: I, almost, I almost think Summer's, I think Money in the Bank is kind of replacing it for me. And I don't, I love, I always love SummerSlam. But you're right. I think Money in the Bank is usually more exciting or more special or whatever you want to say.
3: Yeah, for I me, think I think it's three because I, right. I, I can't put it ahead of Mania or, or Rumble. But Money in the Bank is three for me. Mm-hmm. Well for they me totally destroyed Survivor Series. They destroyed it. Oh yeah. Destroy yeah.
2: it. All right. For me, SummerSlam lost its luster because NXT takeover the day before has always done a better job.
4: That could be why. Yeah, that's a great point. For me, that's yeah. what it,
2: for me, that's what it is. Is you know, when I look back when I look back in that in the nineties, early two thousands period, I remember how big it was. There was no takeover to steal the show. And there's he, a takeover
3: in front of like almost every
2: major pay per view now though.
3: Yeah. You know, there, Mania, is, Mania, there is it, I, it's, it's, well, Mania Mania is its old, its old monster right, though. But you know? it, they do it before Royal Rumble. They yeah. you know it's not like yeah. it's the only one, so no,
2: but I get what you're but, saying. They have but had some that I think is there. takeovers in yeah. Brooklyn. But, but yeah, for some reason that, of all those takeovers, the matches that steal the show, most happen, most times did not happen that Brooklyn, man. And it's just whatever it is. It could be their thing, it could be whatever, but, you know. But, no, it's just, a, I thought it was an interesting list. You know, um, some good matches on there. In, in my opinion, Mr. SummerSlam, Bret Hart, you know, he's on there three times, deserving be himself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, those are some good matches, you know. So, uh, that's what I got this week for you guys.
4: Let's go back to some news, guys. All
5: right.
2: Yes, sir.
4: And I said earlier comings and goings, and these are rumors, possibilities, et cetera, et cetera. I have three for you. I'm going to read them all together and then get your opinions in one fell swoop, if I may. So,. This first one is was rumored throughout the week on Dirt Sheets. And then a Sportskeeda article came out and poo-pooed it because of a Dave Meltzer uh, opinion on this. So the first one we have is Eric Rowan, now known as Eric Redbeard. He was recently the subject of an online rumor that stated that he would be making his debut next week as part of AEW Dynamite. The rumor stated that Rowan was now known under the name Joseph Rudd and appeared in a mask because they taped next week's Dynamite. Uh, He appeared in a mask to help his former tag team partner to defeat Cody Rhodes in the TNT championship match. This rumor has since spread around online but has been declared false by the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer. The Reddit user that posted it deleted this since the rumor has continued to be called out as fake by several other online sources. Um, that is the first one and I don't know what to think of it, but the guy did delete the post. So I don't know if maybe someone got in touch with him, but I think Meltzer would know if that was taped. Okay. So try and hold that there. Cody didn't interview Ethan page from impact all ego. Ethan page, one half of the North. His contract with Impact is coming up on December 31, and Cody said yes, he would like to bring in all-ego Ethan Page. And the third one I have is Brian Pillman coming out publicly and saying there is nowhere else that he would rather be right now than with AEW, but he can't because I guess he has an obligation to um, MLW. MLW, MLW. Yeah,
2: he's trying to get get out of that contract.
4: So I guess my main question, I mean, go wherever you want to go with, but, I mean, do you want to see any of these guys in – AEW, and if so, who, why, what do you got?
3: Um, the Rowan thing, uh, whatever they're calling him now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. It's a it's a flat no for me, and my reason being is I. When we were talking uh, last week about uh, Cardona not fitting in, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, maybe maybe he will, but it just seemed a little. Awkward, I don't know whatever it was, and I I kind of feel, you know, still in the same same realm with um, Eric Rowan coming in. You know, uh, we're gonna put him back. We're gonna put him in dark order and put him with you know Brody, or it was it gonna turn on Brody? I, I I think it's again another guy who will come in, maybe have a small moment, and then they're gonna do nothing with him. Be
4: lost. Um, yeah,
3: yeah, and it just seems like. We're getting, you know, it's starting to be like a stark separation between the bigger guys and the smaller guys and you, something that uh, that uh, what's-his-name said earlier in the week kind of sticks, kind of been sticking with me all week. Um, oh, shit. Who the hell said it? Uh, Matanzi Cueto. The kid who played Matanza Jeff Cobb.
4: Oh, Cobb. Jeff,
3: yeah. <laughs> Jeff, I, I don't know why. I, re- I remember Batonza Cueto, but not Jeff <laughs> Cobb. I don't, know why. don't ask me why. It's
4: Lucha Underground, uh, baby. But
3: anyway, Je- Jeff Cobb saying, you know, AEW feels like an indie locker room with a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it kind of fits into some of the things we've been talking about. Um, and yes, you know, Eric Rowan has been various places before he ended up somewhat making it big with WWE. You know, maybe maybe he's another guy that might benefit from just going to Impact or right, yeah, doing something else. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, listen, every guy who leaves is going to be rumored to go with AEW. Um, and quick for me, as far as Pillman Jr. goes, like I, I could kind of take him or leave him at this point. I know he's kind of I-, I know he's kind of young and kind of green. Um, could he be a nice, you know, a guy for them on uh, on dark? And then maybe, you know, build them up a little bit. I would say, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not expecting huge things out of Byron Pilmer Jr. anytime soon, anyway. So I'm not saying it's a no. I'm kind of indifferent to that one.
4: And Ethan Page from Impact. You got
3: that? I, I, oh, yeah, 100%. Definitely. Okay. Ethan Page, 100%. I would love it if it's the entire North because mm. I think it just adds another sick tag team to that, <laughs> that division. Mm-hmm. Um, I Just. At them versus FTR is kind of a dream match for me right now. Um I think would be really cool. Uh uh them versus Lucha Brothers, yeah, you know, we've seen it before, but you could see it on a bigger stage. You know what I mean? Like here yep. um LAX. Again, matches we've seen before, but some people have it that I think they'll enjoy. Uh although even if even if Ethan Page ends up there first, even as a singles guy, the guy can work the mic. He's good in the ring. Uh I think that's a great fit for him although to be fair to impact I, I would hope they wouldn't start losing guys like that but if they do i i'd, ha- I'd be happy to have him in an AEW.
2: mr whitehouse for me all i say all, yes to all three um you want to bring eric won't in it sure um yeah, yeah he had his cup of coffee in wwe had some success there um I think, they're, I think he's in the same boat as Brody Lee. Yeah, he, ha, he has more p- potential than what you saw in WWE. So I'm all for it. Uh, but I, I'm hoping this post wasn't true because I would like to keep them separate for a little bit because everybody knows that they were associated and tied together in WWE. So why are you trying to recreate that? Mm. You have something good with Dark Order. Keep it that way so you don't have to put the stink of is this Wyatt Family 2.0? You know, keep that away. You know, I agree. Have, yeah. have Eric do something else. Keep them on dark for a little bit, but keep them separate. Um, if you're going to bring them in together, you know, uh, okay. Um, but, you know, I would, you know, rather see them as a tag team because I thought they had some success before, what, before it was Harper that got hurt or, um, when they had the tag championships on SmackDown.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Dude, together, they're dominant as a tag the team. The bludgeon, the bludgeon brother. I don't, I didn't like their <laughs> character. I thought their character God was Goddamn, pal, that was great. Great Stupid, shit. Bludgeon. Those, shit. those fucking big dudes, they can go, man. And having a big tag team dominant, like, you know, a tall big tag team like that in that tag team division, that's ridiculous. you she was supposed to be better, it, though. You know, just making it better. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. Who would you say? The Usos. usos are, I said absolutely. the Usos were better.
1: Than oh, 100%. Well,
3: and plus yeah, there's That was That so. was like when they really were like, you know, penitentiary Usos. Like when it was really cool. <laughs> well, was
2: my, that's they were great. Role. That's my yeah. favorite role is it was the penitentiary role. They were great. I, I yeah. love that gimmick. They reinvented themselves. Yeah. That's I did, how, I and this is a rabbit trail. I don't care. Good. That's how you know you got a good good they have a good mind, they have a good idea for the business that they're doing for themselves. Is they did something, got old, and totally reinvented themselves. Gimmick, costume, everything. Where it was it was still believable even coming out of what they came out of too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, that's probably them real. You know what I mean? So oh one hundred percent Usos, one hundred percent. I would actually love to see the Usos get a shot with this AEW tag team division to see what they would do, you know I, them I them would all, let's,
3: let's get the Usos, let's get the North, let's get the Briscoe
2: brothers, get them all, COD in there, C O D in there, and you know so. And as for Pillman, absolutely it's a tag team show. Be yeah. <laughs> I'm and, with and, it. And with with Pillman, absolutely. Um, just because one, he's still learning. You know, you got you got you got uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry still learning. You're adding. You're adding Pillman, so you're working on that bottom tier. Not ta- I'm not saying their talent is bottom tier, just looking at the years in the business. You know, you're working on that bottom tier. Have him on dark, let him do some stuff. He's still learning. He's, yes. he's still green, and I think that's a good thing. Get these young guys in there. You don't have NXT like WWE does, so just bring these guys in, young guys, to see. and, and, and I, I'm, I'm all for it. And then mm-hmm. Ethan...
3: Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I just want to say real quick yeah. about, about Pillman, too, that I forgot to mention. And I'll, I'll forget if I don't say it now. Sorry. Uh, yeah. When you, when he, Pillman Jr., if you're listening or somebody at AEW, just tell them this from me. He's obviously, again, you know, he's learning. He hasn't been doing it that long, the whole thing. Got the mullet. I, I agree. I was dude, your when, you're, when you're at indie shows, you, got, you can't look like a hobo, number one. Uh, number two. Don't ever come out to Cardi B again, please. Just never do it again. Just saying. I'm just saying.
2: Other than that, salute. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) And then Ethan Page, 100%, absolutely. Uh, I don't, maybe I don't appreciate the North as much as our partner AC does, not disrespecting their talent, but. I remember Ethan Page when he was hanging around, uh, what uh Eli Drake a little bit in his beginning of his career. Something about Ethan always stood out to me, and uh, I'm a big fan of his. So, absolutely, bring him in single, bring him in as a tag with the tag team, only making a tag team better. But bringing him in as a single, you're bringing that mid card, you're adding that mid card to another level, man. So, absolutely. <laughs> you know, bring them in. I mean, especially if you're trying to go to another, if you're going to two shows, you know, you want to make sure you have enough talent that could, that to cover two shows, or if you're going to third hour, whatever they plan on doing. Um, he was very, Cody's very vague, discussing uh, answering that question. You know, you need the talent to make sure you have it. And Ethan page is definitely talent.
4: I think for me, uh, I'm going to agree with AC here. Rowan, uh, Well, actually, I'm agreeing with both of you. Uh, I don't see Rowan... I I don't think he's necessary. I think they should stay away from, uh, you know, Wyatt Family 2.0. Yeah, So totally agree. Yeah, I think you guys are right. Uh, As far as Pillman goes, I think um, he's good, but I wouldn't be heartbroken if they didn't sign him long-term because I know he'll eventually be back anyway, you know, once he gets more seasoning, if that's what they want to do. If they want to sign him, fine. If not, I won't be heartbroken, but... I do like the guy right now as much as you know I've seen of him. And uh, Ethan Page, of course. And he had, he can be a singles guy. He can be a good singles guy. Uh, bring something different to the table, I think, as far as AEW goes. And, uh, well, of course, the North. If they can get Josh eventually. Hell yes, bring him in. Yeah. So, uh,
3: so you said something there before we move on. Yeah. So AEW was taped or we don't know that it was taped?
2: uh well that's see if you th- listen to Jim Ross I'm sorry not to cut. Go off, ahead, go ahead. If you listen to if you listen to Jim Ross I assumed it was live
3: yeah I thought they were just gonna go live whenever the NBA game ended right they're going but, yeah. live
2: whenever the NBA game was going I,
3: that that's the only reason why I was asking because I, I, I th- that's the impression it sounded watching the show I so, got that same thing so the, I didn't know I didn't know if they were just questioning what was taped, or questioning that anything was taped. Right. Well, that's you know the interesting I
4: mean? thing because uh, apparently Meltzer said no, that didn't happen, but he didn't say if it was taped or not. As far as I know. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But.
5: <sighs>
4: we could have Ow. another. We could have another giant on our hands, lost in the. In the locker room, maybe he can beat up guys with Archer. And they could be a team in the back or something.
3: He like, get like, snakes guys that just beat up people in the locker room. Yeah. And, cut the and, yeah. and then they don't do anything. Shit, I, would even, I would even like to see Archer and Rowan as a fucking tag team at this moment. You know, match. I wonder, I, I, wonder I wonder. if, like, maybe they could put Rowan in the crowd and he could scout from, like, the seats. Yeah. They haven't yeah. done that at all. They could do it,
4: like, three weeks in a row and then just.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that's I, I, like, I don't even know if we brought, dude, I don't even know if we brought it up on the show the other day. But what about Kazarian just sitting in the seats with all his hair now? Just
2: it's so weird. It's weird? Yeah, right? I'm just
3: like, what is this like a weekly thing? We're just gonna throw a random guy in the seat. Sometimes they acknowledge it. Sometimes they don't. It's like, what is going on here? It's so strange.
4: So strange. Um, but on that note, as far as new segments go, I have two more uh, tidbits some WWE news, and some ROH news. But before we get into those, I'm going to kick it to you, AC. Cool Truth of the Week.
0: AC's cool Truth of the Week.
3: Alright, we got the Cool Truth of the Week. I believe this is the uh, second edition and for this week's edition, we're going to talk about the the sensitivity that I see. And I've talked about this before, but I'm going to bring it up again because I don't know why it's really bugging me, the whole Sammy Guevara, Matt Hardy deal, where, and I know we discussed it a little bit on the show, but I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. You know, Sammy's, they're in a spot. Maybe he didn't have the, the right chair wasn't in place and he grabbed the wrong chair. Whatever the case may be, you get all these people, like, going crazy. Oh, Gary cut his head open. Uh, Like, listen, we come from the old school, I guess. We're not all, like, old school We're pretty old school. But, like, for people who watched ECW, like, it's like, are you kidding me, bro? Like, that wasn't that bad. And what would have been worse? All you little internet little bitches out there in your mom's basement, don't lie to me, if Sammy botched the spot and did nothing, you'd be crushing them way worse for that. And for the people and, – and the other side of it, the people in the locker room, the wrestlers, whoever, that leak all this, oh, well, you know, people in the locker room are concerned because he, it, it was, it, it was uh, you know, dangerous or, you know, safety and all that. Like, cool, I get it, be safe, the whole thing. Nobody got overly hurt. Yes, Matt Hardy got a cut in his head. We get it. He was nicked up a little bit. These kind of things happen all the time in pro wrestling. We all know it. And everybody's going to get all worked up about it. Oh, Sammy. Oh, blah. Listen, all I hear from all you guys out there is how wrestling's not fake. Wrestling's not fake. So do you do you want it to look real sometimes? Or do you want it to always look fake? Because that was some realism right there. Shit happens. To, you know, you got Matt Hardy rolled with it. Boom, his head's bleeding. You get a cool segment. It kind of adds more to the feud a little bit, and now you can have Sammy play it up a little bit more. I get that some of these newer, younger wrestlers with the flash and a flippity flappity flippity flu and all that, but when I look at Sammy Guevara, who also just came back from a suspension that you know a lot of us agree had to happen given the climate we were in but not so sure that it was that bad either. We just get him back, and I don't know why I just clicked the heart on my screen, but I did. Anyway, we just get <laughs> Sammy back. The one thing I'll give Sammy Guevara, and this is this is the cool truth of the week about Sammy Guevara. You can talk about the flippity-floppity-flippity-flu. You can talk about all the guys that don't sell and don't tell a story out of most of the guys that are on the AEW roster right now. If you take the Sammy Guevara that opened the show with Kip Sabian last year at Double or Nothing and look at the same Sammy Guevara now in the ring, the way he works, it, it's it's like night and day. He was like in the, you know, luchador, flippity-flappity-flippity-flu guy. And this guy gets with Chris Jericho. He totally reinvents himself. He he could still do that athletic stuff. Changes his finishing move. Uh, the The sex god gimmick. Everything about him is 1,000% better, and he's probably only going to get better. But let's now put Sammy Guevara down because we had somewhat of a little mishap. So the cool truth of the week is Sammy Guevara is awesome,
2: and deal with it. hey ain't fucking mad, man. I, I, I... I'm with you see, I'm with you on that one. I liked everything you said, spot on. I think the guy you to. I, I think the guy's starting to get a reputation that is not necessarily his fault. Man, and sweet. and I think that, you know, the fact that he's not coming out and making excuses shows you what kind of character this kid has. And let's remember, you rat bastards out there, he's still a kid. He's still a kid. He's learning. And if you hold hey, we- if you hold against him what he said X amount of years ago, you fuckers, That's gotta let's look reason. in your closet. Because I <laughs> guarantee you, there's something in there you don't <laughs> want to get out. So it's shut the fuck up. That's the second cool truth of the night. <laughs> I mean, where where was
3: the outrage when you know when uh when Darby Allen ripped, you know, his back apart with the with the... Uh, right, right, right. I mean, I, I like, Jesus. Not only were the tack stuck in his back, he like, he like skimmed
2: it down his back. <laughs> you know, I didn't hear an outrage then. That's a great point. I, I, I think he's just, there's something about him. You want to, maybe, je- wrestlers are not secure. Wrestlers are jealous of one another. Maybe they don't like the spot that Sammy Guevara has with, with Chris Jericho. Because, because, you know what, Chris Jericho speaks very highly of this kid. Took him and, under his wing in a sense. and, and, take, and I look at and, and you take Chris Jericho, you think he's gonna, he you think he's gonna give his time to a, to to a guy who doesn't know what he's doing, continually making mistakes X, Y, and Z. No, so these jealous bastards need to shut up and just support their fellow wrestler. And I think the biggest part of it too is he it,
3: again. To reiterate the point, if you look at guys who have made a clear, uh, just ascended into being much better than they were a year ago, a year and a half ago, we've talked about so many guys that have been stagnant. Sammy Guevara is the opposite of that. He's just total opposite, yep. getting better and and gotten better and getting even better. And to me, this this is like. A big coming out party versus him versus Matt Hardy. Why are we shitting on it before it already happens? Because
2: people are jealous. He's got that spot. Because bad. Guess, guess what? Is Matt Hardy talking about it? No. Everybody well, else is. Of course not. Because he's because he's been doing this forever. <laughs> right. He gets it. It was a it, it was a mistake. You know what I mean? He grabbed the wrong chair. Whatever. If this report is right, he, he 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 couldn't. The chair that was supposed to be there wasn't there. Somebody whatever. So he grabbed the nearest thing and he used it. What was he supposed to do? Just stand there with the thumb up his ass and say, Oh, Matt, the chair's not here. I mean, what is he supposed to do? So he went real, on.
3: Real, I mean, I know we're not live, but really quick, and this is not wrestling related, but some news just came down that the younger brother of President Trump, Robert, has passed away. And the president's. A uh, little quote here, it, it's with a heavy heart I share that my wonderful brother Robert peacefully passed away tonight. He was not just my brother, he was my best friend. He will be greatly missed, but we will meet again. His memory will live on in my heart forever. Robert, I love you. Rest in peace. Donald J. Trump. So uh, wow. We are, our condolences to condolences. the uh,
2: president yes. and his family. Yeah, man. That's yeah. sad. It's Especially sad, when man. you're close to your sibling. It's very sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just
3: 20 minutes ago, it just got reported. So that's that's terrible news. Wow.
4: Well, hey, this is a new show, right? Sometimes yep. we... There you go. We we go there from we wrestling go. to the president's brother. Yes, right. What not did we say? Like our smorgasbord. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: we are. <laughs> smorgasbord.
3: Not to, not to make it somber, but I mean, that's... Right. That's, that's, big, that's, big, that's big, big stuff there. Yeah, it's a big um, deal. That's but yeah.
4: Deal. So... So I said I we have uh, WWE and ROH news. Okay. Um, I'll start with WWE. This is from Wrestling Inc. Uh, August fourteenth, which was yesterday, I believe. Uh, WWE trucks arrive at the Amway Center in Orlando. More on mm-hmm. WWE airing live TV from the arena, as we've noted. WWE is planning to announce the Amway Center as the SummerSlam location. They are also planning to host other upcoming events at the arena under what was described as a new, quote, long-term residency. Now, in another article, I saw that they uh, signed a contract through October. So, Mm -hmm. October 31st. They are locked in. Um, Apparently, this this came out of a conversation, according to Meltzer, with uh, Fox, as they wanted the WWE to get out of the performance center mainly because it looked too dark on screen. So huh. yeah, I thought that was interesting. Now, if that's true, I
3: or haven't not, watched SmackDown, but I don't, I don't recall it being like that for anything. No, else.
2: I've, I've watched bits and pieces snippets with it. Cause, cause of, cause of Jackson. It doesn't look too dark to me.
4: Yeah. I didn't, huh. I've seen clips on YouTube and it yeah. kind of looks similar to me, you know, to an arena, but
2: so I think I it's think interesting. Have... So
4: it looks like they're going to be setting up shop, and they're gonna they're gonna stay till November and do all their tapings and SummerSlam from the Amway Center.
2: So they're could stealing. They have... They're stealing the thing. I'm sorry, AC. I have to cut you off. So they're stealing what basically AEW is doing with with what they're doing in Jacksonville. I mean, that's I would what guess. they're
5: doing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe it could. It could be twofold. A uh, uh, two things that <laughs> popped in my head were maybe you know. Aside from TV look or whatever, and maybe Fox wanting it to look like bigger or whatever, I don't know. Uh, You know, maybe locker room space and things of that nature. You know, bigger arenas like that tend to have a lot of locker room space and a a lot more space to maneuver around. The other thing, too, is who knows? Maybe they know something we don't know where, you know, numbers keep going down in Florida. DeSantis may be like, hey, 50% capacity. And AEW's raring to go. They just need the okay to let some people in. And they don't want to be caught, you know, with their pants down, so to speak. And at the time when maybe they could let twenty five percent in or fifty percent in, like they're, like they're kind of doing in Japan there. So uh, that could be a consideration there too. It's probably it's probably all of those things. It,
4: right? it could, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that, but yeah, specifically about the you know the COVID era we're in. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe he does know something we don't. Maybe he maybe he can. I just think it's interesting. It seems like a lot of things are pointing to November, you know, and yes. not to be conspiratorial or anything about an election no, it, and all that. Nah, no, no, we're not going to do that. But
3: no, 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 no. maybe no. they do and know I mean, something we don't. My, my, And my guess is part of the reason why Vince stayed at the PI is because he's not paying to use an arena, which is kind of the same deal AEW's got going on because I believe the cons own dailies, don't they? They do. Yes. It's adjacent
2: right. to the stadium. Yeah, right, so
3: that. right. So it's not like you're renting out a venue like the like kind of the UFC did when they went to Jacksonville at first and they, they rented out a venue that's kind of tied in with with dailies, which I, I don't know I don't know the cons involvement with that or whatever, but it was apparently very expensive for them to rent out that arena for those three shows, and then they finally got the okay to do it at their own Apex in Las Vegas, which is a building they own, there's no rental fee. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, rent. you know, rental fees are a huge thing. I, I was actually talking about this with somebody recently and they were like, why is it NEW doing like the ballpark shows and just social distancing and whatever, whatever. And I'm like, well, first of all, I think the max you could have is like 250 for an outside event. Wow, well, it might even be less than at Connecticut, who knows? Mm-hmm. It probably changes every day in this dump. But either way, it's not like the you know the ballpark's gonna be like yeah okay just come use it you know they, you, you got to pay a fee you know you got to have concessions open and you normally do a couple thousand and now you're gonna have two hundred does it really make it worthwhile you know are you really gonna you know bring in uh, obviously you bring your local talent but are you really gonna bring in big national names and old school WWE names? And the event like that, and then you're going to have 200 people there who, you know, let's face it, you're not going to charge them $100 a ticket. So, I mean, business wise, I can understand why NEW or any other big indie wouldn't do something like that.
2: Agreed. I think you're 100% on. It's going to cost them more money
0: to yeah, pay them money. They need to get money. in.
2: Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. That damn November month is crawling up. It's going it, to be is. To <laughs> it is
3: interesting see. It's creeping.
4: <laughs> Wrestle Talk, via Dave Meltzer reports that there is a new Booker in ROH, and the new Booker what? is the old Booker. Now, of course, this has everything to do with Marty Scurll. Uh pending a quote-unquote investigation from HR. I guess with Ring of Honor or Sinclair. Yeah, I guess. But um boy, I read this and guys, I just listen, I I think a lot of the problems come from their booking, and by problems I mean, you know, reasons that I don't watch it a lot because it's just you know, sometimes you get matches and they don't really mean anything. I mean their pay per views are outstanding, but again, AC you've said it a thousand times. Being an ROH fan is like riding a roller coaster. And they will climb up and boom, 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 boom. And you hit that pay per view and it's a momentum and they got everything and they put on a hell of a show. And then because of their TV taping schedule and the rest of it, it goes right
3: back down the hill. You get a show that was taped three weeks before the pay per view the next week and it's just like, (laughs) yeah. And I I really. It's almost like going off a cliff.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was excited to see what Marty Skrull had. And of course, this, this could just be temporary. I, uh, but I think it's interesting that if it, they're not currently working, I know they're about to come back because this yes. wouldn't be announced. However, what have we been doing for the past three weeks when the Smarty Girl news broke? How long does an HR investigation take to get done? Yeah. What are yeah, we doing? Exactly Why right. is Delirious coming back at this point? That's my point. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Let's start with AC invest- here.
3: Their investigation's taking longer than Durham report over here. Um, it's like, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, what what is it? I mean, let's be honest. What are you really investigating here? You know, Marty, did you do it? Yes, no, you know, whatever. Mm. Uh, are they trying to buy time by doing it this way? Maybe Marty has some influence influence, and they're just putting Delirious in by name. I don't know. Um, to me, if I wanted to hit the ground running. Uh, i probably pick somebody more exciting, something different, something new. Uh, I think to the disenchanted RH fan, hearing the name Delirious again is just like, really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing against him. He had his run. Uh, I just think it got a little, it, it got.
4: It's time stiff. for a change.
3: Yeah. and it, And I think part of it, you know, he did lose a lot of talent. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. He lost a lot of talent. But uh, even with that talent, there were times where you're just like, oh, man. Like the last three weeks have just been like, remember, uh, Firehawk used to say this, missable, and we yes. used to talk about it all the yes. time. The weekly RR8 show is missable. Yes, you get to the pay per views and you're excited. Maybe you go to a live show and you're excited. Uh, it got a little better with the Honor Club because you'd get more live stuff than just the pay per views. You get sometimes they would do like those end week yeah. yeah. uh, Honor Honor Club only live. Which weren't taped, which were nice, Um, but at the same time, uh, you would hope that ROH tries to really hit the ground running here. Uh, I think the three of us are all waiting for something from Vincent. Uh, If probably mostly ready to see him and and his his little horror club faction come together once again, and that was something that was just like really starting to catch on before this COVID thing, so. If if the first episode of ROH TV opens with Vincent, I would be very happy about that. I, it might be a way to go with them, but I don't. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I, I guess Delirious was was part of all that. Like Marty scroll just kind of taken over. I don't even know if he actually had even booked a show yet. He um, did that free it's the, the free. It, it's, it, oh, the free thing. All right, but yeah. it sounds like Bully, you know, has nothing to do with it anymore. So there's been a lot of changes there. Be interesting to see what the roster looks like as far as do they have guys trapped in Mexico or not? We have no idea. So it'll be interesting to see what ROH comes comes back with. But again, not to beat a dead horse, but Delirious is just like not making me do cartwheels here. Not that I could do a cartwheel anyway, but <laughs> if I could, I wouldn't do one. White House?
2: Again, I don't know the le- legality and everything that they're doing with Marty they just signed Marty he's got a contract then all this stuff comes out during the whole COVID speak out Uh, and now they're doing this I just think it's just they're just showing I just think they want to show people that they're taking it serious I don't see I see Delirious doing this temporarily, temporarily until this whole COVID thing goes away and Marty will be back in the States um if he's if he's not in the States already. Um, then he's just taking a timeout. You know, I don't see Delirious doing this for the amount of money that Sinclair had 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 to pay to keep Marty. Marty's not going anywhere. You know, um, I just that's just my take. I just they're just doing their due diligence. Marty taking a little break. We'll bring her back when we can.
4: I, I hope you're right about that. I, I hope they nope. even take it a step further. I hope Marty still books the show from home, and they're just not going to tell anybody. And maybe Delirious is that guy to execute maybe, the plan. I, I was you actually know? thinking that. Yeah. I, was like, well,
2: I don't see. I don't see why not. Why you know why not? I mean, Marty's still going to be involved. It's just his name's not in front. I mean, the the amount of money they're paying Marty Squirrel, the, dude. They they just they can't just say okay, we're going to let you go now. Right. You get the way. Right. You well. Know, well, well, hold on. If there's you don't know the clauses
3: in his contract either. True. So true. Most contracts true. have clauses against things like that. Now, you might be able to fight it and get some of your money, but it's going to cost you a lot and take you a long time to get it. So, uh I, I my guess is if if they let him go, there's more than just more to the story than we know. And uh, my be? guess is if they just let it die down a little bit more and You know, Marty comes back on TV and like we say, he's quietly, quietly booking the show and they kind of ease back into it. I think it's one of those situations where they just recognized the time we live in and, you know, maybe they come out with a statement. You know, Marty, you know, went to what, you know, I don't know, some kind of re-education camp like Sammy Guevara and we're good.
4: The con camp, maybe.
3: Yeah, the con. Yeah, he him <laughs> to the con camp. Except, except he had to donate to somewhere in England instead of Jacksonville this time.
4: Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, before uh, we get to the White House Whiteout, um, we have a mailbag segment coming up, and you know it's strange. I, for the first time in a while, I hit up my Blading for Truth email, and apparently, I had some YouTube people find me. And are now listening to The Cool Truth. That's
2: amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Shout, shout out to you guys. Got shout out. Have. Yes. Welcome. Thank yes. you. And
4: yes. now I do have six, I guess you could say emails, four emails two our messages that I got. And you'll know who they're from once we get there. I'm sure AC will. But if you guys are wanting it's to the, hear the, some. The
3: two, the two messages?
4: Yes, the two messages.
3: Uh, Okay, I can only <laughs> But if you
4: guys want to hear some uh, feedback questions, we could do the mail back.
2: Absolutely. You've got mail.
4: Number one, the first one I got here. James, South Carolina.
2: Nice name, James. <laughs> <laughs>
4: From the way they talk, it seems like Mr. Whitehouse and AC would like to see John Moxley drop the title. I feel like Moxley has really elevated his game lately. What is it that Jim and AC don't like about Moxley, or what is it that they feel he isn't doing good enough to remain champ? Wow.
2: Go ahead, Whitehouse. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. Thanks, AC, for that segue. <laughs> um, okay. When, when I see Moxie as a champion my first my first instance there's there's two 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 instances I come back to me one is his his podcast with Stone Cold Steve Austin that made, made him look like a complete idiot one number two is the night that he won his AEW title he's in the middle of the goddamn ring hawking the brand new t-shirts those are my first two response <laughs> Uh, Response is when I see John Moxley as a champ. Then, has he gotten better? 100% yes. James, I agree with you. He has elevated him, but he hasn't elevated the title. That Hmm. is the one thing that I haven't seen Moxley do, is elevate the title. Just as what Chris Jericho made that title important, I don't see that same or the similar, the similar thing with Moxley. So that is my issue with him. Interesting.
3: All right, I'll jump in here. Thank right. you for the question. James from – where's James from? Uh, South, South Carolina. Carolina. South Carolina. Okay, I nice. Stay- Shout out Gamecocks. Uh, anyway, uh, Steve Spurrier, didn't he coach there? Old ball coach. I believe Lulos coach there too, didn't he? I think he did. Uh, What's in wrong, South but...
2: Carolina? You're going to Gamecox. Let's go to Clemson, man. Okay,
5: right. mm. That
3: Listen, I can't actually. I can't. I can't talk bad about my boy Trevor Lawrence here. I. That's I'm, true. I'm all in yes. on Trevor. After all last in on After last Amen. week, I am all in on Trevor Amen. Lawrence. Amen. Ha- ha- balls, uh, congratulations for being actually having balls, Trevor Lawrence. Like most athletes in this era, don't. So, yes. kudos
4: to you. Yes. Let's um, hope the Washington football team tanks the year and gets some
2: Trevor Lawrence <laughs> next. Year. your tongue, Edwards. I do not want to. see and the kid. Bank, but not the
3: at kid number one from Ohio State. The kid from Ohio State too. The, the kid from Ohio State too because he spoke out. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. I forget yes. his name, uh, which Shields. is terrible. Josh, Josh. Fields. Thank yes, you. Joshua. Who's a fantastic Josh. player also. Kudos yes. to him too. Anyway, uh back back to Moxley and uh James's um, James's question or statement here. Um my thing with Moxley is this, and this, I, I got a, I have a twofold answer to this question. So I'm gonna take Moxley first, and I'm going to take the company he works for a second. So Moxley, this is just me. When he was Ambrose in the Shield, and they all came up, and everybody was Ambrose, 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 and I never saw it. I never saw it. I always like, obviously, I'm a I'm a Reigns guy. We all know it. Anyways, listens to me knows it. But I also like Seth Rollins Samoan too. Lover. He just he it, Seth Rollins is a Samoan, so I like Seth Rollins too. Um, a <laughs> Little more of a connection there. I always thought they were. I always thought they were both. They were to me. They were the two better guys. I never bite into the Ambrose character for some reason. There's was, sit. There's was things he did that annoyed me. Um, I don't know. It just. For some reason, there was like a disconnect there, and then when they broke them all up, I never really was like super excited about anything that Ambrose did. There was a couple of things that were funny or whatever here and there, yeah, but I never got really excited about him. Um, yeah, we listened to the the pod, and to be clear, the podcast that White House was talking about was when he was still with WWE on the yeah. network with Stone Cold. Yeah, he did a awesome. couple. Well, yeah. The ones I'm gonna go to are the ones after where. He made, you know, uh, Vince never let me do this, and Vince made me do that, and Vince this, and Vince that. He made me hold my nose and wear a gas mask and do other stuff. And it drove me crazy, which is cool. And I thought his debut was good. I thought his initial promos were good. Um, It brought a little bit of energy. Still not my favorite guy. He just isn't one of my favorite guys. Now, the one thing I'm going to push back on White House on is him elevating the title. I do not blame that all on him. I blame most of that on the company. Because let's face it, when Chris Jericho had the title, they also he was also booked in a situation that it is a big deal. Chris Jericho closed almost every show. We talked about this a few weeks ago. It was the number one, the number one feud or program going on at AEW every week at the time was Chris Jericho and who's ever coming at him. And they have not gone that far with Moxley yet at all. Even with Cage, it was kind of like it would end the show, then it'd be in the middle of the show. And now we're starting to see that again with MJF. And to me, I just don't think AEW values their titles as much as they should. And that's something that they need to change. Um, And I don't know that taking it off Moxley will change that. I just don't know that they're ever going to do it with him Other than Jr. telling you he's the face of AEW, but I don't believe he's the face of AEW. He doesn't come off as the face of AEW. There are other guys who do that. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that that aren't totally his fault, but I think it's just the way it is.
4: Both good answers. I hope that answers your question, James. Uh, If not, and I want to say this too, uh, you can email me, bladingfortruth at gmail. Um, but we are, I guess, AC. Maybe you can fill people in. Opening a Twitter account, they can DM us there for Cool yes. Truth specifically.
3: Well, we have it. The Twitter account will be by the time you hear this show. It'll be it'll be set up. Um, it'll be uh, Cool Truth, Cool Truth at Cool Truth PP. So at Cool Truth Podcast Productions, but I don't want you to have to type that all in. So it'll be at Cool Truth PP. Hit it up on Twitter. You know, tweet us, slide into DMs, especially if you're hot and you're female, uh, and we're all good.
4: (laughs) There you go. Okay. So if you have any further questions, there you go. Slide in the DMs or email me, your choice. Uh, Next question. And this one, if we know who you are, say hi. He'll know what that means if it's who I think it is. This is from Robert in PA.
3: Oh, Robert in PA. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it
4: could be. It could be another Robert, it. but you right, know, yeah. Yeah. If it's
3: not, he could, it, I, it might, I, I mean, I, I'm thinking of somebody named Bobby, but I don't know if he ever went by Robert. Maybe he did. Maybe
4: he. I'm not sure. Hmm. We
3: might have. To, we might have to ask White because he comes from the White. That's true. Era.
4: The White family coaching tree, if you will.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh his question, this is Robert in PA. AEW Dynamite debuted with a viewership of 1.41 million. On Wednesday, Dynamite had 792,000 viewers, almost half of their debut. Normally pilot episodes of a TV show like The Office, Everybody Loves Raymond, Seinfeld, do their lowest numbers on their first episode and build from there. It seems like AEW writers are not only failing at growing the audience, but they're allowing viewership to tank. What do you guys attribute these rankings these ranking numbers too, and do you believe a TV writer like Vince Russo, Krista Joseph, uh, he was Lucia Underground, or Eric Van Wagenin could help this this show? Um, was he
3: Lucia Underground also? Yeah,
4: I think more Eric Van Wagonin is more of a producer, so I would go okay. just Russo or Krista Joseph there.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we've kind of talked about this, and Edwards, most you brought it up specifically. Having more somebody with more of a TV mind might help it become more of a TV show. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe Bishop. Uh, But we also, you know, kind of goes back to the Jeff Cobb comment, and I'm not saying that Jeff Cobb said that in a bad way. It might, and I'm not necessarily taking it a bad way. It just, it's very like obvious to me that somebody would say that. Like I feel like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So. Maybe maybe a TV voice or a production voice would be great for them uh, coming in. Uh, as far as them losing the audience, I think I think it's a lot of factors. Um, I think that, and it's something we talked about recently too. I think they made a little bit of an error early on when they kind of um, they kind of were so busy trying to put everybody else over, they kind of took the stardom out of their, the guys that started the thing.
4: That's perfect, Omega, that's that's it right there. I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, o-
3: Omega, Cody, Young Bucks to an extent. Um, They didn't really hit the ground running with them, and I get they were trying to introduce new people to the audience. I think they could have done both, and I think hurting Omega, like if you want a guy that should have been the face of the company, uh, if it what if if it, if it was Jericho coming out, okay. If it wasn't Jericho, it should have been Omega. And if anybody was going to take the torch off Jericho, it probably should have been Omega. And I think, I, I, not just Kenny, some of the stuff they did with Cody. Um, if you noticed, when they did the reset uh, back in January, they took a week off. Uh, late December, early January. Then they did that reset, and they did a video package. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, Basically, all the elite guys and how rough of a time they've had since October, losing matches and big matches, you know, the whole thing. And now it's like redemption time for the elite. When they started telling that story a little bit, the audience, you started seeing 922,000, 985,000. And they were they were doing all right. Um, then I thought they probably had their worst pay per view of them all in January. And you saw the audience; it was kind of predictable. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't it wasn't one of their better ones. The audience kind of dipped a little bit. And you know, surprisingly enough, I'm kind of surprised that the wrestling numbers, uh, viewership wise, are so far down uh, during this COVID stuff, especially when we were all like locked, locked down. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that people just couldn't get into the way it was being presented, and they were in a tough spot. And I, and I think it just got people off the idea of watching re- weekly wrestling. Yeah. And it's hard for them to get back into it. We're kind of hardcores. <laughs> we kind of take it for what they're giving us. You know, We put up with a lot of crap with wrestling companies over the years that kind of stuck with it. So I think it's in our nature. But I think there's also a lot of people, it's not in their nature. To put up with a lot of stuff and to be honest it, it's tough and this is not a, i'm not saying this to defend aw because i think you have to fight through fight things like this and push push along better but the audience now is very like demanding they want to be everything to be perfect the all the way through like i i fret and, and and I'll you know i'll throw my boys especially Konda and smitty i love them to death but you could have Twenty-five things go right, and on AEW TV, and they'll be like, "I fucking hate Marco Stunt and Jimmy Havoc. Why the fuck were they on my TV screen?" And I'm like, "Bro, that's like ten minutes out of a two-hour show where you had, you know, this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. And it's almost like they want perfection in every minute, and it, it's just not possible for any company to do that. And we all know it. So it's just, it's so. I can't put my finger on." All the factors, I think we could touch on a lot of them, but if I had to go anywhere on why there's such a drop, I think the biggest mistake was not pushing the elite to the moon right away.
2: White House. I appreciate the question that was given. A a very thought-provoking question, and AC, you took a little bit of my thunders because the first and foremost where I'll go with this is you you have still, but let's go Had back in October when they started Dynamite you had the number one wrestler in the world in your company and you've done nothing with him that's 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 the mistake number one right there mm-hmm. you know um, I don't have a problem with starting here's the thing because there's more to it with starting Chris Jericho as the champ but Kenny Omega should have been the baby face chasing the champ I don't care if it was six months, seven months, whatever, however to get there, that's where your creative writing team comes into place, could get you there, you know, and it should have been Kenny Omega chasing, he the babyface chasing whatever roadblocks are in his way, you know, uh, it, just, it makes so much sense to me. And to and now, it's they should never have a rating under a million their viewership should be over a million just because of elite alone. And it's just there. I personally believe having somebody like Eric Bischoff, sorry, um, having somebody like Eric Eric Bischoff who can help with the TV aspect producing, but also storyline wise, giving these guys another way of looking at things. Because he's been there, did that. I think not so much Russo. I think Russo's time has gone. I don't necessarily know that if a company's going to give him another shot based on his baggage. Right or wrong, I'm just it's just it's just what it is. It's just baggage, and I don't know in the air in the age we're in if he would be the right guy for the job. Like, granted, he does have a mind. I'm not saying that. Go back to his. 2000 stuff in WWE, late 90s, it's ridiculously good. But I think where they are, where AEW is now, the network they're on, I think it, somebody like it, Eric Bischoff, could help this company tremendously.
4: I'm going to jump in on this one, too. I think to answer the question simply, yes, they need a TV writer. Now, who is that? You know, I don't hate Bischoff like a lot of guys do uh, especially knowing what he did with the NWO and WCW and then on to TNA with the Aces and Eights. I mean to me they're two of the best angles done in the last 30 years Uh, maybe one and two as far as you know faction related Um, so I think Bischoff would be good as far as Russo goes I think he'd be good too but I think you'd have to keep some handcuffs on him as far as, you know, not getting out of control with things. But Krista Joseph is interesting because, as fans of Lucha Underground, I think we know that that was a hell of a show, you know? And even if you even if you handcuff him a little bit, say, you know, we don't want Lucha Underground specifically, but um, character-wise, like, just creating characters, I think he'd be, he'd, just if you assign that to a guy like Krista Joseph, I think you'd it'd be a better presentation of the show. Mm-hmm. Much like, you know, and he gets, obviously, the luchadors. So we were talking last week about Phoenix with the mask and all. If Krista Joseph is backstage, you know they're following up on that.
5: right? You know what yeah. I mean?
4: So that's yep. just my two cents on that. But uh, we have two more here, and AC, I'll uh, let you guess who sent these in. Um, I've been listening to the AEW reviews since you guys started. I really enjoy the insight and wrestling knowledge presented on the show, especially by Hollywood Jeff Edwards. I want to thank you. He seems to have a knack for picking out bad spots and how to make them better. I've been an Edwards fan <laughs> since way back when he, <laughs> when he was leading 1640. <laughs> he was head and shoulders, the best guy they had. And I loved... In bold, everything he and DJ Stames did while they were together.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, did
4: you have any guesses you know, on who maybe you know?
3: I I, I wonder. Could it, could it? Did he? Does he come from parts unknown or something? He could. Yeah.
4: It could be Dave from parts unknown.
3: It could be. It could be. It sounds something like you'd say, but uh, yeah, I'll just probably just go with DJ Stames.
4: <laughs> okay, and the final one was uh, interesting. You say that. Will you guys ever bring DJ Stames back on the show? He's the best well, podcaster ever.
3: <laughs> okay. okay, well, uh, so DJ Stames, I, I, I actually have a challenge for you out there. Since we are in election season uh, and and you've uh, made some accusations to me privately mm. of me not defending you against somebody, I think <laughs> we should set up a debate. I think we should have DJ Stames debate phony Fauci. Right here on Cool Truth. Oh! Oh, would that be beautiful? Now, let's see which one's going to try to bite in their way out of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, that nice. sounds that like. nice. <laughs> they are who's both up there in age. Who's going to be Mike Pence and say, see in Salt Lake City? And who's going to be like, yeah, I took the test for the thing.
4: <laughs> the thing, you know, the thing. Come on, man.
3: <laughs> Come on, man
4: at, oh, at PP on Twitter. You can hit us up on the DMs or email me bladingfortruth at gmail. And before we wrap up here and say goodbye, we got one last, and possibly what's going to become people's favorite segment, the White House Whiteout. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, brothers and sisters, it is time for your favorite segment and mine, the segment where White House whites somebody out. I hope it's not AC. <laughs>
2: the White House whiteout. AC, you're off the hook tonight, my friend. Wow. I have, I have a different whiteout. I got to get off my chest. Whoa! Okay. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm a little pissed, right? So you guys know that I watched the Friday night New Japan show they're doing right now, right? Yes. Yes. You know how I filled you in? They're doing a. Uh, you are doing an eight-man tournament for the United States Championship, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know how I filled you in on that, right? A couple yes. weeks ago. Well, last night was the semifinals, and uh, um, and I was looking forward to these 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 semifinals because Tonga was in was one of the final four. Okay, I'm going to give you the matchups, and right. you tell me who you think. Don't tell me who tell me who you think would win these matches, okay? Dave Finley versus Tamatanga. Easy Kenta Easy. versus Jeff Cobb. Easy. Easy. Kenta Easy. versus Tamatanga. It's first. not even
3: a question. Right. What's that? Kent, Kenta versus Tamatanga. This is not even a question. Yes! yes. It's not even a question. Easily. Did we get
2: that? No. 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 What we get, and I don't mind it, Kenta? got fucking david finley in the finals versus kenta so wait a minute so we're gonna thing- try we're gonna try a
3: singles push for Tama Tonga and we're gonna have him lose in his first big showing as a singles competitor against david finley
2: yes because here's the thing
3: do they, do they think david finley's more popular in the u.s because i can guarantee you he's not he is not i can guarantee <laughs> you he's not he's even real- there are people that know T- Tamatanga from social media that probably never
2: even seen him wrestle this was a perfect opportunity to do something different with Tama Tonga. Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. They're, and uh, the final, know,
3: man. Yeah, that yep. could have been cool. Especially with all the uncertainty now The evil because, and you have uh, that it's, big it's, it's Japanese
2: it's fashion. Exactly. They could have brought that here. And here's the thing obviously It makes you wonder who like it's it's,
3: it's well, like they sit in a boardroom and just overthink this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just insane. like
2: it's Keep it simple, stupid, you know. <laughs> you have you have Tama, Tonga go over Kenta. Kenta's bitter. Joins join's evil side. You have Tonga Tonga's gonna Tonga go against against Am, Am, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call him now, Moxley, for the title down the road. Have Tonga get a nice little push for the United States championship that will bring that little extra divide. Between evil and Tonga, who's a leader, who's not. Dude, it makes fucking perfect sense. No, they're gonna put they're
3: gonna they're gonna try to sell you. They're gonna try they're gonna they're gonna sell you uh Moxley versus uh Kenta is what they're gonna Kenta. do. Yeah. And I don't like I that. mean, that's not that's not a bad matchup, not a bad match-up but match-up. David but Finley, come on, guys. That's exactly it. David fucking Finley nothing really against David, nothing against David Finley, but come on. Mm-hmm.
5: That
4: sounds to me like overthinking like how- well, we can't push Tama to the finals just to lose.
3: Cool. So let's
4: just have him lose to David Finley. Yeah. In the, like,
3: it, yeah. Uh. I was so, so... Was there any shenanigans? No shenanigans. There's nobody in shenanigans left.
4: <laughs> so he beat him clean?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, terrible. Yeah, it is. That's, te- that's terrible. They
4: deserve to be whited out for that.
2: that too. I, yeah, I'm with I, you on that. Because I'm let me tell you, you something. my mind, I had... I had Tom, Tom, Tom Tonga going over Kenta, little shenanigans of his own to do it, which is that would be Tonga's character. But he goes over, and then he goes on, takes the belt off Moxley, because Moxley doesn't need it, you know, and it's just, it'll add another layer to the bullet club between Evil and Tonga. Yeah. I mean, you had the guy shave his beard off, so he's going for a new look. This is an opportunity to do something different and new with him. And you're just it away. Yep. So weird. That is it weird. Just, it, no, it, this is,
3: again, sometimes you just wonder what, like, the overthinking or trying to get cute with stuff. And it's just like, just go back in the day, man, when we just first started watching wrestling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The payoffs and what made sense. And, you know, it's, yeah, sometimes your guy lost. And when he did, you were shocked. Now, when your guy loses, you're like, hmm, I figured he would. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? like, totally, yeah, unbelievable. It's like, um, you know, there's there's not a lot of shock value. There's not like, and and, and I, yeah, you might say, well, AC, it's pretty shocking that Fi- that David Finley beat Tamataga, Yeah, but not a good shocking. Right. It's a
2: bad shocking. It's like a <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, man? Type like you of got show. him doing all these interviews on on zoom and everywhere else yeah i mean like, i haven't been watching but i've been following his social ambassador media such a right now yeah Why it makes no sense fucking cut his knees sense. out from him already
3: it makes no sense nope Unreal. especially when the tournaments on their like their us their us run they're doing right now like like come on and 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 not only that uh you know earlier this year before before lockdowns and all that they were allowing you know G.O.D to tour the US so he, they were building up more more of a fan base that way in this yeah,
2: country they're building it Yeah, they are you're absolutely right and it's just like if you want to go back to G.O.D uh, you want to go back right. to G.O.D I get it but this is a t- chance to do something different because even Tonga's talked about wanting to do something different
5: mm.
3: yeah well the other thing too is they have no tag teams to go up against G.O.D right now number one and, and another one what? I'll give you for uh, their popularity in the US is the the Bullet Club beach party they were going to do at WrestleMania weekend that was put together and totally promoted by Tamatanga himself. Yep. It wasn't like it yep. was a, there was a bunch of other Bullet Club members. Yes, they would have been there. Yes, they were doing it. They did it the year before, but that was like his baby, his brainchild. He ran a damn thing. Again, you know, and you're telling me that. I mean, I could I could almost make a case for you that Tamatanga might be more popular in this country than Kenta. You know what I mean? Just, you know, I get that he was in NXT and, and you know, uh, he 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 got like a, a following early on, you know, early matches with, with, with Balor and everything else before he started getting hurt. But let's be honest, it's not like he made it big time in the WWE. Oh, no, you
2: know by, what I mean? Uh,
3: Hardcore hard fans know who he is too. But I can make the case that Tom
2: Matanga is just as big a star as Kenta. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and let's be real, Kenta kenta's run he got on 205 live so let's really put this run in wwe i don't even remember that i don't even remember that to be honest with you. i don't <laughs> was remember 205 the last it time i remember very
3: long the last time i remember him i thought he was the japanese daniel bryan on nxt I, I, i'm not
2: i'm not even kidding kick pads and all yeah so i mean again kenta I'm, 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 i'll be rooting for him next friday but, I'm not trying to put him down. I'm No, just saying, exactly. is on the same level, right? Oh, I mean, you had a chance to make something, something new, something no, the, different. Moxley
3: versus Matanga is even, I think it might be more attractive to me. Than absolutely. Oh, absolutely.
2: The trash 100%. talking, the trash talking on, on the internet, we're going to oh, use Matanga yeah. for that? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Especially now in the
3: social media era and everything else. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely guy that's being real on social media but the thing is is like i i I mean i i I get you know he he's almost i i i don't want to say he's kayfabe on social media but he's it's not like he's talking about his real life and everything else it's like his goofy side about wrestling and you know getting into twitter wars with people and, and shit like that it's almost like it's almost like the guy he wants to be in pro wrestling who he hasn't been able to be yet, and maybe this is the opportunity. Now, I, I'll say this. I don't think that, that it's dead in the water that he can't no, be a singles No, no right, no, so it's not. That. But no, it's almost no. like here you you it's they do this and it's not just New Japan, it's every company now. They put themselves behind the eight ball by not just making a decision and then just fucking going with it and go with it all the way. Don't tease it till – let's tease it till we think it's catching on. And then when it catches on, we're going to make them wait for the payoff and then it dies out. It's almost like the Rusev effect. You know, I saw something yeah. that Rusev yeah. talking yeah. about, you know, they. I, I'd get there, I'd work really hard, and then they would just smack me down. And if, if he, he's got – he, he's like the poster child. Him, Cesaro, you know, Bray Wyatt to an extent. You know, just certain guys that – you just, they were ready to go to the next level and just got smacked down because yeah. for whatever reason, they weren't ready to just go all the way with it. And at some point, don't you just have to make a decision like, this is our direction and let's just fucking go?
2: I mean, the guy's been so loyal to you. I guarantee you he has many had many opportunities to sign with WWE and TNA in the past and Ring looks- of Honor, and he never has. He's been loyal to you. So if this is an opportunity... Give a little something back to him. Give him a little run with this for for a minute. He changed his whole look. Uh, There's an idea to start something new, something fresh. And I, I remember, run with I it. like I liked the idea when he took the face
3: paint off. When oh, G- dude! Started getting popular. I yeah. like. Friends of mine like, no, you should leave it on. It looks better. And I'm like, no. I said I think fans just resonate with him more now, like knowing who he is, like Haku's kid, the Simone thing, blah blah blah. His brother's not really wearing face paint. It kind of fit out better, and then they they kind of they kind of like I don't want to say they went like USO penitentiary, but they kind of got a little swag about them that was kind of like a little thuggish like USOs, but not yes. all the way. You yes. know what I mean? And it was it was, what they were doing was really fucking good, and the entrance music's good. Now here you go, this guy could go to the next level, and like like you said, there's a loyalty factor. The guy lives in Florida; he's going to Japan all the time. He can he can you know what I mean? Now,
2: you have so many options. You can stay closer to home and everything else. So, uh, so, so, let me get this right, New Japan. Whoever the fuck come up with this brilliant idea. Not only did you have have Tonga drop to Finley in this tournament, but you also, back in February, whenever it was, the no, Kingdom had, or right after the Kingdom, I don't know, winter time, you had Juice fucking Robinson and finley go over god so yeah, this guy's laid down for finley twice yeah that's crazy the
4: name that's- rusev uh, is very familiar here changing his look yeah you know loyal didn't you know
3: yeah so maybe i just i was just reading uh some of the things he said just today so it kind of like it kind of clicked with me mm. but yeah I remember because when I when I saw I I God was at N E W the end of January the, they didn't they the tag titles were already off them then, and I remember when I didn't even I didn't it, it couldn't have been Kingdom because I didn't see the show, uh and I don't think it was Dash either I think it was after Dash, um, when you texted me and told me that, God dropped them to to them I was like you got to be fucking kidding me.
2: Yeah.
4: Well deserving uh wide out. Right here. Yeah,
2: man, I I have yeah. you. I, I just that was good, bro. I like you, man. I just, you know, New Japan, shame on you. I mean, I'm on our show weekly promoting you fuckers, and you <laughs> turn on me, Rap if, I, if I had known that, that would have been the cool truth of the week right there. So
3: <laughs> I'm with you on that.
4: <laughs> Do better, New Japan. You don't want to be the whiteout again next week.
3: So,
2: so next week, That's... I will have New the Japan
3: results. Is out, and I'll tell you this: if you you know if you end up on the cool truth of the week you know I, you know I could rant on you but I rant on a lot of things for this guy right here to white you out you know like a uh, new japan especially and the only the only thing I could see him whiting out that would be worse or harder for him to do is somebody on ROH not saying you wouldn't do it but you're more of the glass half full type of guy so for yeah. you to white japan that that it's powerful that's all it's powerful
2: Next week, brothers, I will have the results for you between Dave Finley and Kenta for the number one contender and the first ever Japan Cup USA. All right.
3: So was there like a consolation fight between uh, Tama and uh, and Cobb? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, why? No, I'm just saying, like, you know how sometimes they'll do that. Like, yeah. The two winners and the two losers fight, you know. this do that sometimes. In New Japan. So I was wondering if they, because that might be a good match too. Anyway, And that might be a good way, you know. Tama fucks him up, kind of get curious. a I'll,
2: yeah. I'll let you know because they're going to need a match next week anyway. And you know, yeah. Cobb Cob also came out this week and said
3: maybe he signed with somebody, maybe he's getting close to signing with somebody. Uh, so I mean, I, I, I don't. Who know? We don't really know what company it could be at this time. So.
2: Well, I'm guessing it's not. WWE is going hard after
3: him. That'd be an interesting place for him. I, I don't know. I after don't know who. WWE after...
2: going after Cobb. No, hmm. I, AEW, I want him in Taz's stable. That's where he belongs. But
0: yeah, it, doesn't
2: I mean, he's like, a... it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like AEW is gonna he's gonna sign with them anyway, though.
3: Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to tell. Uh and you know the other thing too is you wonder you know, uh, AEW signed Cardona, but it's kind of like a short term thing. You wonder like who's ready to make long term commitments right now. It sounds like the ones that AEW made, they were kind of in the works before COVID. You yeah.
5: know,
3: they brought like like even the cage thing. Cage thing, were, Yeah, yeah nope. I mean he was injured or he probably would have had debuted a long time ago. So it wasn't like AEW made like a huge financial commitment during COVID. It was it was something that was pre done. So you just wonder what companies are really willing to do that, other than Impact, who's who's seen a willingness to do that. Uh, I'll just want to talk to too. Hey, that, if it, if they it's signed Perrazzo yet? I don't. I don't think I saw that. No, I saw they I signed Kimberly, but I don't know if they yeah. signed the M- yet. They might want to get
2: on that. They might want to, yeah. You know, if I'm Cobb, you keep your options open, man, because Impact is not a bad. Doesn't seem like a bad gig for even him to be in at this moment, I you know. So. Because you could, the put him in the could, really he could put him in the X, you could put him in the X, you could put him in anywhere. This guy will do great.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, he could do. He could probably do both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, especially in mean his history where he's where he kind of got his start with Lucha Underground. I mean, you know, he was you know he he worked a lot of Lucha, a lot of high flying, a smaller guy's whole thing.
2: So
3: kind like of like Cage.
2: Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, you know, hopefully he'll stick around because I do I do dig seeing him at Ring of Honor. So it would be a loss.
4: Well, yes. when the news hits, guess where people can hear it? Cool truth wrestling news.
2: The smorgasbord of wrestling.
4: I love it. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget <laughs> it. Because I love it.
3: And more. and more. And jump in on that mailbag.
2: Oh, man, that was fun. Yeah.
4: More. Yeah, yeah, before we get out, yeah, make sure, if you're listening, Twitter, at Cool Truth PP, podcast production. Does
3: PP. sound bad? Like the PP dossier, like, Cool like Truth PP? <laughs> cool Truth PP, not P-E-E-P-E-E, Cool Truth P. <laughs> That's it, just PP, not PP.
4: Blading for Truth, at Gmail, and... Thanks everybody for listening. White House final thoughts on anything and nighty night.
2: Final thoughts is great, great, great. Two hours went by really fast. Uh, again, I enjoyed the mailbag. I enjoyed all these segments. Having a lot of fun with this. Uh, let's keep going, guys. And, and on my note, nighty night. AC. Uh, two things, DJ Stames, phony Fauci. I want an answer. I want an answer. Well, uh, I'll, be, know, the I'll be the moderator. You know, I'll be the moderator. I'll tell you what, AC. You know, if you're waiting for Phony Fauci for an answer, Christ, I'm waiting for Edwards to do our goddamn horseman show. So, I mean, I think we're both going to be fucking waiting for a long time. Yeah, I think we're going to get the debate first. Yeah, I do too. <laughs>
3: uh, what was your second uh, thing? My, my, my second thing. Uh, to go to here was I lost my total train of thought. But no, my second second thing to go to was I I was just looking at the time as White House said that. Mm. And I was wondering how we did all that in an hour less than we did AEW. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's a great point. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And I'm,
3: I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, yeah, we we did this on the weekend because we don't really have to get up early and everything else. And it's like we did Dynamite the other day. We're like, yeah, we'll split the two shows because we got to get up early. And we ended up, you know, being up all freaking night. And here we go. It's Saturday. It's 12:30, and we're still going.
2: Awesome. Murphy's Law. There you, you go. <laughs>
4: So, for White House and AC, thank you for listening. Cool Truth Wrestling News. I'm Hollywood Edwards. Nighty night. Nighty
5: night. Brand new
4: tattoos on my face. Sad not But a head full of rain. I just want to make it rain. Mama, I will be okay.
1: Mama, I got bad notes. insurance agent, myhealthpolicy.com.